0: Hi, guys. This is Laura Chapliki and welcome back to Let's Chat Healthcare. Hi, Cheryl. Thanks for joining me, and welcome to Let's Chat Healthcare.
1: Hi, Laura. I'm glad to be here.
0: Um, and real quick, first, I wanted to mention that you have a podcast, right? It's, it's called Hearts of Gold. I do. It's
1: called Hearts of Gold Reflections of Gold Award Girl Scouts. And I interview Gold Award Girl Scouts about projects that they do. And um, they are high schoolers that are completing uh, their penultimate uh project in order to earn the Gold
0: Award. That's awesome. I think that not a lot of podcasts focus on maybe younger generations. And I think it's really awesome that you are doing that. And I think that's really like um awesome just podcast to put out there so congratulations well, well, thank you
1: the girls the girls are very inspiring so it's very worthwhile to listen to
0: yeah i find that about this podcast too is um it kind of helps me um feel more inspired to do more for healthcare because i find so many people that feel passionate about it so i feel the same about this one mm-hmm. so um Let's start by you introducing yourself. Um, can you talk a little bit about maybe where you're from and then what you do and a little bit about your like involvement in the healthcare world?
1: Sure. So I, my name is Cheryl and I'm from Western Wisconsin. And I moved here 21 years ago. And when I moved here, I started working for the local um, community health center and, that we have. And when I started working there, I didn't know what a community health center was. I have now been there for 21 years and am currently the CFO, and it is like a passion project for me. I love working for this organization um, because of the types of services they provide, how they help their patients, and what we do for the community. It's so enriching.
0: That's awesome. Um, I am super excited to talk to you because I don't know that much about community health centers, and I am just really excited to learn more about them and how they are utilized. So can you tell us a little bit about community health centers and maybe what they are and the services that they offer?
1: I'd love to. So <laughs> community, community health centers are a federally funded program through um, the we call it HRSA, Health Resource Service Administration, one of the federal okay. entities.
0: <laughs> that sounds like an awesome entity. <laughs> I yeah. love it.
1: Um, and what community health centers are, we are required to provide primary medical, dental, and behavioral health services. Um, so okay. those are required components. We are um, independent. So we are not affiliated with larger hospital organizations mm. and pieces like that. So there are some requirements. Um which and one of them is the makeup of the board, which shows how we are independent. Fifty-one percent of your board members are required to be patients of the health center that they're a oh, board member for.
0: Mm-hmm. That's cool.
1: Yeah, and out of what they call the non-patient members, so I don't want to say the other forty-nine percent because you might have seventy-five percent patient board members, that's right? right? Yeah. So out of the non-patient board members, only ten percent of those. Um, board members can receive income because of health care. So mm. you can't have a board that's half from your local hospital and half community members that would not meet the regulations around a community health center. So it's oh, very, wow. it's,
0: it's pretty specific. <laughs>
1: it's very specific. It's very community focused. Um, and so you're really working for whatever community you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and at our health center. We have dental, medical, behavioral health, chiropractic, acupuncture, and an on-site pharmacy. Mm -hmm. And we really work with our patients in order to provide that full level of care, Um, you know, caring for the whole person. Um, Mm -hmm. Another piece that community health centers do that is different from some entities, some healthcare entities do, but different from other healthcare entities is we have what are called um, community health workers. They're not all community health workers is a designation. And so not all are actually certified as community health workers, but the concept Mm. is there. And they work with patients um, to identify if they have housing needs, or if they have transportation needs, or all of those other things. And those are things that can inform in, impact a patient's health.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Even
1: if it's not their what they're coming in to, that they're diagnosed with, right? Um, so that's mm-hmm. again where we treat the entire um, patient. Uh, one other requirement that's significant um, in order to receive this grant from the federal government and be a part of this program is that we have to offer a sliding fee scale. And so okay. anybody at 200% or below of the poverty level is required, or we are required to offer a discount on services too. Mm. And the, every health center is different, but the way we've structured it, for example, to put it into a tangible, what does that mean? Um, you can get a dental appointment with us for $35. You can get a medical appointment with us for $20. Mm. And it doesn't matter if you have insurance or not. The sliding fee is after the insurance. So you could mm. be working and have a family and you fall below 200% of the poverty level and you have insurance through that company, but it's a high deductible mm. and you could still come in for services and still only be required to pay that $20 medical fee. So it's, it mm. really helps patients, um, feel like they're being treated as a person and not, um, Oh, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna give you something because you can't afford it, type thing, and feel it, like it,
0: they have access, it, access to care. Yeah, yeah, it engages I think, them. I I think that's really interesting because for some reason, in my mind, a community health center would be, um, mostly for lower income, which makes sense. It probably is, but but you were mentioning that fifty one percent of the people on the board, or you were saying that fifty one percent of the people have to be patients, so anyone can go there.
1: Absolutely, uh, community health centers. Anyone could go there. Um, there are some in urban areas, especially that only serve um, low-income populations. Okay, but for example, we're in western Wisconsin. Um, we we're in a very rural area, and mm-hmm. so our community health center is really the provider in our area. For care for the whole area. And you can imagine when you go out West in some of those states where um, hospitals are few and far between that community health centers out there, you know, they really need to be able to serve that whole population.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, So you were saying that there's four, is there four basic ones? It's medical, dental, behavioral, and is there a fourth one? Um, you're, they're refer.
1: required to have medical, dental, and behavioral health. We also have chiropractic and acupuncture and massage therapy. Okay.
0: So different community health centers may offer more, but those are the three basics that everyone accesses.
1: Yep. Those are the three basics.
0: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think that this is such a great resource, but I guess for me, what I'm wondering is how do people like find their community health center? Because I guess when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, this would be awesome. And I like, I would love to go and refer people and send people there and let people know about it. But how do you, how do you find them?
1: So you can, you can Google where your nearest community health center is. It's on the HRSA okay. website. And if the you HRSA just website. put, if you just put find a health, a community health center, um, there is a search within the HRSA website that, okay. um, well, you can put in your address and it'll tell you where the closest is. And sometimes there might be a health center that's near you that you don't even realize is yeah, one of these I'm community thinking. health centers. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I feel like it would be a great resource for to have at the emergency room because I feel like sometimes in the emergency room, I feel bad because we're discharging patients, but and then we recommend follow-up, but they... They need more like they need those. And we have a social work that helps with that, but there and also case managers and things like that. But I feel like they need just a little bit of that extra help to get there. Like you're saying, like there's a lot of barriers like rides, things like that. So I feel like it would be really great to like have that on the end of the discharge papers or something like that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you feel like it's out? People know about you or do you feel like that maybe we could spread the word more?
1: So we can always spread the word more. We yeah. here in um, Western Wisconsin we have two large hospital systems. We have both Mayo. People are very familiar with Mayo across the country. I yeah, know. yeah. Um, <laughs> they 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 are in our area, and then we also have another large hospital system, which is much more Midwest regional.
0: Okay. And
1: um, then we also have some critical access hospitals in our area. Mm. And we work really closely with all of them and we actually are set up so that we get notifications when one of our patients um, presents is, of course, they have to tell say that we're their primary care because otherwise the hospital oh, doesn't know, yeah. right? <laughs> um, so that's education for the patients, which we also do, right? Okay. Um, but when, when patients present and they say, yeah, my primary care is um, this health center, we actually get notices so that we're able to do the follow-up with those patients. And one of the goals of the health centers, at least our health center, is that we're working with these patients to try and reduce those emergency room visits. Mm -hmm. We want to be working with them um, and identifying, again, what some of the other needs may be that would cause them to go to an emergency room besides the actual health issue, because that's not always the only trigger that causes somebody to go to an emergency room. Yeah,
0: which definitely like we are there for whatever people need. But also like, I think that would be really great if they didn't have to wait so long and they could get it somewhere else and make an appointment and not have to sit in the waiting room for hours and be able to get this need fulfilled in a different way. I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So what what do you feel like... um, is the biggest barrier to, or what do you think is the biggest thing that community health centers have to overcome to help their patients? Like what is something, is it insurance or what do you feel like?
1: Uh, it- I think it's really different for all of them. For us okay. it's tra- transportation. Mm. So again, we're rural. Our, we, have, we serve almost 10% Amish as, part, as our patient mm. population. And so you consider that um, you know, horse and buggy travel, it takes a while to get yeah. to places, right? And we're rural, we're in a very, um, we're in a poverty area of the state. And
0: it's not like you can just grab an Uber.
1: <laughs> you can't, you can't grab an Uber. There's no, no bus, there's not bus lines. Um, yeah. Having, having cars that work, um, especially with fuel prices where they are now, mm-hmm. um, you know, that all of that can be transportation barriers. And for mm-hmm. us, that, that's a big one. Um, so, you know, th- there's lots of barriers though. And that's what we try. We try and break down yeah. those walls.
0: Yeah. And I feel like you guys, what a community health center is really great at is like taking that whole holistic approach, especially you guys, cause you have all those other things too, of being able to support the whole person and be like, Hey, like, this is your health. We want to be there for you. And we understand like, all the different aspects that come into that. And I think that's a really big part of health.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Yeah, what is is something that you wish that your patients knew or something that you feel like might help them when they're either accessing community health or something that you wish they knew about it? Or is there something that you feel like maybe would help them if they knew better? Or what do you, that's a kind of a big question.
1: It's a really big question. Um yeah. I I don't know that there's anything we we obviously we really try and communicate to our patients. Yeah, yeah, um, of all course. of those things. One barrier is n- even though we have it, we really share it. Everybody on staff shares it. Um yeah. people still are concerned about the cost, the, their price mm-hmm. for their care. And w- another thing that we do that patients don't always understand and when they if they do learn about it, they don't really believe us, is that we're willing to work with them on payment plans or whatever other needs that they have. Mm. Um, I mean, we have some patients that pay, pay us five bucks a month, and mm. we know that their bill is never going to go away because they still come in and see us, right? Um, but it doesn't matter to us because that's what we're here for. We're here. They're still participating in their care, right? They're still engaging in their care from a financial standpoint. And we want them to feel like they can still come in and get their services, that the the fact that they can't pay their bill that day is not going to be the barrier to care.
0: And I bet that a lot of people might avoid just coming in at all because because you have a sliding scale you probably can't post specific numbers or prices on your website and that is probably and for someone who's maybe is struggling financially like they might not even come in because they're like I can't afford it like so I think that I think that's really awesome and I think that that's a great resource for people and I feel like working there you get a lot of personal satisfaction as well because you're able to help the whole person. I was wondering what what are the main attribute attributes that you look for in someone to work there? Like what do you what do, what is your like make or break for maybe healthcare providers or people that might want to work there? What what do you look for in someone who wants They, to work
1: they have to be mission driven. They have to be able to want to help that patient and not just come in and check their boxes that they're doing their job. They have to recognize Mm -hmm. that, you know, if you get a patient, um, you know, let's say for billing on the phone and you're talking to them about their bill and they say oh, and I did this and I did this and I did this, that we need to be listening to that because we may need to, before we hang up with them, get them connected back to medical Mm -hmm. or behavioral health or dental or whatever that might be. Um, Because if we let, if we just tell them, you know what, maybe you should, even if we, you know, make that step and say, you should maybe make an appointment for that. That's not that's not meeting yeah. them where they need. If they're if yeah. they're calling and talk to us about a bill, and they go into these other things, they're asking for help, and we need to be yeah. providing that care.
0: And I'm thinking about like, hey, if you were on the dental side, but maybe you notice something on the behavioral health aspect. Just being aware of all those aspects of the person and being able to recognize that need, yep. even though like your focus might be dental.
1: Yeah. And a great example of that is um, anxiety. There are so mm. many people that have anxiety about going to the dentist, right? Mm. I do. <laughs> I hate the at, dentist. Right. We, we, <laughs> no have a pro- no, we have a program set up because we recognize that that was an issue. That was a barrier to care. Mm-hmm. And we have a program set up where we schedule a behavioral health visit right before their dental visit. So they're seeing their counselor and working through their anxiety getting their stress reduction all of those things um before then they go see the dentist and it has been such a successful project
0: i feel like something that you guys really recognize is that as a patient you can't ask for things that you don't know about Absolutely. i don't know if that makes sense but like Absolutely. For, and just a small example that i have is like for me going to the dentist is very painful because I have like really sensitive teeth and I'm sure they get that from everyone. But for me, it's like my personal experience is that every time I go to the dentist, it's very painful. And then I was talking to my father-in-law and he was like, um, Oh, or I forgot who it was. It might've been my dad, but, would. they were like, oh, I just asked for the numbing cream and it really helps. And I'm like, what? I didn't even know numbing cream was like an option. Like I would have asked for that 10 years ago. Yep, <laughs> so absolutely. I feel like something that you guys are really doing is, hey, here's the resources. Here's the resources. Here's the resources. Because I don't think that I think a really big barrier for patients is they don't know what opportunities are out there. They don't know what resources are out there. So how are they going to ask for something that they don't know exists. Mm -hmm.
1: Yep. Yeah. Another, the dental example is a great example. (laughs) And our dentists are amazing at making sure, you know, they're talking to our patients, making sure that they're comfortable, all of those things. Uh, Another example is, um, you know, we have an opioid crisis right now. We Mm -hmm. have patients that are on these pain medications and have been for a long time and don't necessarily want to be on them. By, mm-hmm. by working between medical and behavioral health and chiropractic or acupuncture or massage therapy, you know, all of those providers working together, we've been able to um, have patients reduce and in some cases even get off their meds because That's we're managing awesome. that pain in different ways.
0: Mm-hmm. And I feel like one thing that you guys can really do is help the patient over a longer period of time. Um, something that's different from the emergency room because we maybe see them once we try to help them with their immediate need but for long-term stuff like these are the types of places you need to go to to be able to get that holistic long-term care and I think that that's something that's sometimes hard for me in the emergency room is that I am like Like, uh, well, I kind of like it because you're always seeing something different, but also it's really hard sometimes to be like, hey, I can help you with your emergency right now, but you need to like be able to do this, do this in the future. And I feel like this is a really great place for people to go. Um, How, so you guys are federally funded. Is there other ways that people can support community health centers um, besides financially? Like, maybe of me just chilling out here being like, Hey, like, this is really awesome. I want to help them. Like what, what can people do to help them?
1: So nonprofit health centers are, I mean, community health centers are nonprofits.
0: So we
1: we can receive donations. You know, we're a 501c3, so we can receive donations that, Mm -hmm. um, depending on the tax rules and what your personal, (laughs) you know, those have changed over the last few years, but you can donate to us. Right. Um, and again, we, we we rely on volunteers for our board. There are oftentimes activities that we do that we require um, volunteer, that re- volunteers would be not necessarily required, but would be extremely helpful for. Um, so, you know, you could, if you, if you have time, you know, check your local health, community health center and see if there's an opportunity for you to volunteer. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can be, re- we can receive donations. You can uh, volunteer to work on the board, you know, there's lots of different ways that um, you can do that. An example I'll give is um, our health center has had, um, we call it the healthy strides program. And it's a walking program that we've had over 20 years. And we originally partnered with the schools and the schools opened up their, their um, buildings. And so community members could go walk in the schools and, um, during the winter Mm. when there's snow and it's cold out um and so just like
0: partnering
1: yeah we partnered with them but we need volunteers for that because it has also become a community outreach piece so it's not Mm. just our patients that are able to take care of this we it's the community as a whole and it's become a community outreach piece so we have a we actually have a volunteer committee that runs the program and so they write up emails that go out every couple of weeks they They find little tchotchkes for prizes for them. They put on an end of year party celebrating the event and they design a t shirt every year. So, but it's really a, it's always been a volunteer driven program.
0: And I feel like also working there as a healthcare provider or just working on the business management side, I think is also giving, even though you're getting paid because. It sounds like there's a lot to invest and a lot to be aware of. And I think that it takes you have to feel for the people coming in. You have to be able to want to care for them holistically and want to like you were saying, you have to ask them. You have to take like find their needs. And I feel like that is definitely like. Um, more than just showing up, clocking in, like you were saying, and clocking out. So I feel like mm-hmm. definitely working there is also a way to give too. So can you find all these opportunities on the the HRSA website? Is it HRSA? I don't know. Should I H- look it H- up? H-
1: it's hrsa.gov. <laughs> HRSA.
0: Okay. Okay. So yeah, I didn't even know that website existed. So <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> I'm glad to know because I feel like there's people in my life that I think that this would be like a great resource for, and I just didn't even know it existed. So Mm -hmm. That's awesome. you wonder how much stuff is out there for people. Right. I I think about that, you know, like you see people with needs and you wonder like there, if there's resources out there that you just don't know about. So thank you so much for coming on and talking about community health centers.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me.
0: (laughs) I think that it was such a great thing to just get out there and tell people about. And I think that you guys are doing really great things for the community. And thank you for everything that you do. Well, and thank you for
1: hosting this podcast because um, I've listened to episodes and you're you're really sharing some great information that people might not hear otherwise. And I Thanks. love having it all, you know, similar to what you said about the health center, yeah. bringing resources together. I like how you're bringing all the different information together.
0: Yeah, just like getting it out there for people to hear and um, kind of just take, take what they can from it and use what they can and go from there. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you.